0: Thank you for listening today to the Kingdom Business Coaching KBC Keys Podcast. And now, your hosts, the co founders of Kingdom Business Coaching, Patrice Gay, Scott Landis, and Deborah Schlott.
1: Welcome to the KBC Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Sage, with Scott Landis and Deborah Schlott. We've been talking about the KBC Keys. Keys. We'll be on this service for a while. Again, if you just joined us, we encourage you to go back to our old podcast. And old in terms of um, age, when it was produced, but fresh in terms of content, go back there and listen to this other podcast so that you might be caught up. It's just great, great, great information, great resources. We dealt with three keys. The first key we dealt with is a relationship key. We at KBC believe that a kingdom business that's successful has to have healthy relationships and then we dealt with the values key we believe that uh, kingdom companies ought to be intentional have clear values and integrate them throughout the organization and then now we're dealing with the growth key and it's been a fun discussion as we attempted to talk about how do we grow your business how do you grow your top and bottom line of your company with kingdom impact we've dealt with the theory of growth we dealt with why the hindrances to growth? Today, we're going to deal with the purpose of growth. Why is growth important? And so we've made a little list of the things that are important as to why we grow. The first thing is, we talked before that growth brings glory to God. Growth makes God look good. His word says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. He said in his word that we have to prosper and be in good health, even as our souls prosper. He delights in our prosperity. He delights in our growth. Growth also helps us to meet needs. Needs cannot be met sustainably unless we're growing. Because if you're not growing, you will cease to meet the needs of your customers and your community. Your business will eventually fail. The earth meets our need continually because it grows. It grows sustainably. What's fun about the earth is that whatever you put in the earth, it multiplies it. Right? And if you consume it responsibly, it never runs out. One of the other reasons for growth is to create value for the shareholder. You are an investor into your business, maybe the sole investor. Guess what? You need to create value. You need for your money and time that you invested to be able to multiply it. That's responsible investing. And so growth allows that to happen, multiplies your investment. We also see that growth ensures job security and creates jobs. Do you love your employees? Grow. Because they will not have jobs for long if you're not growing. Do you want to create new jobs? Grow. Because jobs cannot be created if you're not growing. One of the biggest jobs of an entrepreneur is to create jobs, provide a safe and holy place for men and women to work out their gifting and their talents to wear at their street spot. That's a delight before God. Another reason for growth is to transform communities. As kingdom businesses, we believe that we are to transform communities. And as agents of transformation, we can't do that without growth. We need margin so we can reinvest in community transformation. Growth revives economies. We believe that governments are not the tools for reviving economy. It is business. Entrepreneurs are the catalysts for economic growth. Financial growth brings about, what's that word again, Deborah? Lubrication. Lubrication. It (laughs) lubricates the economy so that growth can happen. And then we believe that growth enables us to save so that we can build a treasury, a treasure chest, so that we can have resources in time of lack. Growth also enables us to reinvest in the business using our own operating profit so that we don't have to depend on external capital. Growth also enables us to give. Growth is the key to sustain generosity. So, Deborah, Scott, let's now drill down in this. You guys are coaches, and we're going to now drill down and look at every point, and we're going to look at its application to business and further understanding. So, Scott, let's start with growth brings glory to God. What does that mean, and what's the implication there?
0: Well, what does it mean is that the business growing uh, brings glory to God and bring it uh, something that sh- makes God shine. It shows God off and it and it gives God the credit.
1: I love it. Makes God look good. Yep,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah. So it makes me think of uh, a, a particular client that I uh, saw go through BE one, two, and three, and created a business plan for a whole new entity that was uh, created to kind of he had a heart to bring the community together and he went from his primary business as a dentist being uh, something he was sort of bored with to it reinvigorated his purpose for being a dentist was to fund the nonprofit entity. And to see him go from bored in his profession to excited about bringing the community together and bringing up this organization, this nonprofit organization that's thriving today in such a short period of time with you know basically all he did was he was obedient he doesn't get any glory in that at all he was obedient he he just responded to what was called on his heart and God is being glorified huge in his community because I mean there's just no other way to explain it it's just a God thing I
1: love it and I know that I remember when he presented that at the business plan competition when he uh, completed B3 And I I was out of the box. I said, what in the world is this? I mean, this is out of the box. And my goodness, he has implemented it. And he recently, through this nonprofit, co-sponsored or sponsored really 50% of the tuition to bring biblical entrepreneurship into his community. I mean, that's incredible in less than a year. I love it. God has been glorified through that. Deborah? Let's talk about, what's your thoughts here?
2: Well, you know, I think of us, we believe that um, through Biblical Entrepreneurship and KBC, that we're stewards of these business, that they don't belong to us, and that we are, um, essentially, we're working for God. And that how we take care of these businesses is an example to others who may be wondering, You know what is different about my business it's an evangelistic tool as well that can bring glory to god and how we handle it but also inviting others to be a part of uh, god's kingdom
1: i love it i love it you know ultimately we were created for god's glory one way i mean we are the epics of his creation Mm -hmm. And when we are growing, he just looked back and said, "Look what I did." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has an ego. He said, "Look what I did." And so, whenever you're growing, just think about God, the Father, sitting on his throne, and said, "Look what I did." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exciting. That's my. Now, that's my boy. That's my. That's my guy. I heard that "guy" was a bad word. That's my girl. <laughs> so, Scott, growth. It's about meeting needs. Let's talk about that. What's the implication there? You know, why does growth or how does growth meet needs?
0: Well, I mean, you can't give uh, out of what you don't have. And if there's needs around, um, you have to grow to be able to give into those needs. So, um, <coughs> you know, there there are needs always <laughs> all around, right? And, um, you know, if you have growth and you have abundance of growth, you can, the more growth you have, the more needs you can meet.
1: Mm, I love it. Deborah.
2: You know, I think that that growth allows us to meet the needs of our immediacy, but also our family, maybe even our neighborhood and community. Mm. I know we're going to be talking about transforming communities a little later, but... You know, if I can take care of my tight circle, right, my immediate family, that takes the burden off of the community as well. Mm-hmm. And it um, and allows me to take care of what they need, their housing, education, food, um, medical care, all those things that we know that are important for our family to, to have in order for them to thrive and to for them to then uh, contribute back into the community itself.
1: I'm thinking about here is the needs of our clients. You know, uh, one of the things that I actually don't realize is without growth, you're limited in value creation.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: Because you don't have the margin to invest in continuous R&D to improve the product or service that you're providing to your customer. Let's talk about it a little bit. The idea that the lack of growth creates mediocrity in service delivery, in product delivery. Because oftentimes, what happens with entrepreneurs, particularly Christian entrepreneurs, they want to be the cheapest and the lowest. They're afraid to charge uh, good prices or what they consider to be be expensive. I've been victim to this, where your margin is not enough to invest the time and resources to continuously be the best. Let's talk about that. Uh, lack of growth being a threat to mediocrity. Do you believe that and why so?
0: Well, it makes me think of our friend Robert Fakui. Yes. Um, and he's kind of taught us that That's right. the price that you set for your service needs to be high enough so that you can deliver the value That's right. to the client that you're serving. And I think, like you mentioned, we've been guilty, uh, each one of us here has been guilty of um, setting it too low to really deliver a good quality um, service or at least sustainably yeah. right and so um part of you know what maybe for our listeners they like can benefit is like okay one way of growing is raising your prices mm-hmm. and it can go out there and gain more territory more market share but one way is raising prices um one way is you know increasing profit margins so if you can find that growth within your current um you know uh, market share uh then you may be able to provide a better service and meet more needs or needs at a higher quality. I don't think people
1: really mind paying. The issue folks is not that they're paying too much or something. The issue is they're not getting the value they're paying for. Right. Right? And so, because I can pay, I mean, how many of us have, have used a service or product that you, you, didn't, you didn't pay enough or it was cheap or whatever, you said, I got what I paid for. Mm-hmm. And that's not a positive. That, that's, that's a negative. You're kind of like, you know what? So you kind of shy away from things that are cheap, costly, mm-hmm. because you kind of recognize, you know what? It's not going to give me the value that I am receiving. Deborah? Or that I'm, that I'm expecting.
2: Well, when you say the word mediocrity to me, it uh, reminds me of the status quo. And if all I do is stay where I already am and provide what I have, um, I don't, I don't grow, I don't expand, I don't offer something. Then I may have, I may be hiding a skill or an ability that is needed under a rock, That's right? right? That's right. Um, or in the sand, and you know, we talk about the the a parable, the talents, and hiding your talents in the sand, um, and and the master wasn't very happy with that. So, in order to meet what. Uh, the marketplace has. We may not even know about that. Uh, what the market may not even know about it. I think it's Henry Ford who said, if I asked the market what they wanted, they'd still be driving uh, <laughs> horses, the and they'd the horses and buggies or whatever <laughs> that cost. I and, love it. Uh, so, um, you know, we, we have to take what we know and take risk and step out and um, and meet the needs that may not even be evident today.
1: I love it. I love it. Let's talk about. Ensure job security and create new jobs. Job creation being growth being key to job creation. But why should the entrepreneur care about job creation? I mean, Scott, you know, I mean, why is this important? So what? Because, you know, with my employees, it's not going to be a burden.
0: Sure. (laughs) I mean, one thing as you were introducing the topic, you were saying you use the word love your staff. And that really resonated. Like if you, if, so there's a couple ways to look at it, you know, create new jobs, but really the jobs that you've already created, loving that staff, if you can't, if you're not growing, you don't have that ability to love your staff. You might have the desire to, and isn't it, it, wouldn't it be awesome if all of the kingdom businesses were, you know, had, had huge uh, responses of feeling loved by their staff. That's right. And, um, and uh, if, if growth can, can make that happen, I mean, who wouldn't want that? And if you, can have, if you can love the staff that you have really, really well, then who wouldn't want to grow more of that, That's right. you know, a, a greater uh, number of staff members?
1: You know, not to give a plug to Rosen, Mr. Rosen, but uh, we have our annual conference at uh, the Rosen Hotel. In uh, Orlando, Rosen Shingle, there, he's, he's kind of a, uh, you know, his Taj Mahal, I guess, <laughs> his crown jewel. Uh, it's not cheap, but the reason why we keep going there is because of how Mr. Rosen, who we know, how he treats his employees and and the culture he's built there. He loves on his people, one hundred percent, one hundred percent full health uh, uh, healthcare, health care, one hundred percent, and he sends all his employees, to, uh, children to college, fully paid. This man loves on his people. Mm-hmm. He's a Jew. He's not a professed Christian. He's a Jew. But my Lord, he acts like a Christian.
2: <laughs> and the more he gives away, the more, the the more, the more they'll come back. The, the, so you yeah. got to
1: love your people. Going to the, to the relationship key, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor. Your staff are part of your neighbor. Uh Deborah?
2: You know, I think uh, creating jobs is um, an opportunity for the (laughs) expression of um, uh, value to what we bring in value to the Lord through Mm -hmm. stewardship of his business. And creating more jobs is around, um, for me, uh, shows that uh, I have a love for my community I have a love for uh, my nation, I love for God, and the others that I serve, because now I'm giving opportunity for other people to grow, use their gifts and skills, Amen. and be able to um, demonstrate um, a, their uh, their love for God as well.
1: You know, I mentioned earlier about the burden of having staff. But you know, an entrepreneur who doesn't delight in the joy of employing people should not be an entrepreneur. Would you guys agree? At least not a kingdom one.
0: Sure.
2: Sure, hard to be um, to grow when you're single all by yourself. That's right, wearing all the hats.
1: Because I believe entrepreneurs are job creators. Mm-hmm. True entrepreneurs are job creators, and the delight. And by the way, if you having a bur- if you see your staff as a burden, talk to KBC. Let us come in there and let us implement the three keys. I'm, I guarantee you, you're going to see your staff around your culture change. But it's an investment in both your people and investment yourself. It won't be cheap. The price won't be cheap because it's going to take time and resources. But you know what? It will give you the result of having a better culture and you feeling better about your people or the Lord replacing those people if they can't live up to expectation of relationship values and growth.
0: And maybe look at the cost of not doing that. That's right.
1: Well, I have a gal who always said Patrice, what does it cost you if you don't do it? Mm-hmm. Right? You get the same old, same old. And by the way, Do you like it? No, you don't.
2: (laughs) You know, I think about our entrepreneur out of Madagascar, Malala, and how she grows her employees in her work. That's right. in in education. In education, allowing them to start their own businesses with a waste product that is uh, left from manufacturing, uh, providing them with low interest rate loans. That's right. So although they work for her, She's allowing them now to expand their their circle of influence outside of that. I love it. And, um, and I think she's got 44 employees.
1: 40, yeah, 45, 45 actually.
2: 45 employees mm-hmm. now. Um, and even in the tough times, she kept everybody on through economic downturn. That's right. And in order to continue to bless them and give them a job, something to do. And she didn't lose her skilled labor by doing that. I, right? love,
1: it. Yeah. I love it. The, the other thing about growth is it helps us to transform communities transform communities so let's talk about that I mean you know uh, and we've talked about a bit about it this whole idea it sounds almost like a burden that the kingdom business person had to take on say I've got to transform my community but what about those who say so what I mean why should I care scott i mean why should i grow just so that i can give it back to help the community
0: well it reminds me of something i learned in um be one uh that if your company the teacher that i heard from um maybe it was b2 was was put it this way um if your company was white from the face of the earth what would your community be missing mm. and if the answer is nothing then you got a problem. That's right. You don't have a kingdom company. Sure. And that kind of stuck with me. And um, because, to be honest, I haven't always thought about that. Uh, And that was a challenging question for me. And and I like to challenge other entrepreneurs with that question. Because um, the truth is, if it's a kingdom company, that means it's God's company. As the entrepreneur that's running it, uh, as an ambassador to the earth. From the kingdom, a representative of the kingdom to the earth, and if that's the case, it's here for God's purposes. It's here to solve the problems of the world. There is no problem of the world that can't be solved from a kingdom uh, solution, and that's the purpose of a kingdom business. So, obviously, that there's a disconnect if your company isn't impacting the community. There, it must. It's not that. even an option, right? I don't know if I answered your question, no, but this no. is just what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My- no, 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 truly.
1: As you shared, I thought about this idea. Our culture today talk about for profit, make money, non profit, make a difference. Hmm. From a kingdom perspective, there's really not a huge difference between the for profit and non profit. Sure. Because for profits ought to be making a difference. Non profit, to be profitable, mm-hmm. right? So it's about transformation because we have made here for a reason, and business is an instrument to make that difference. Mm-hmm. There.
2: Well, you know, I think back. Uh, it was business people who thought that they couldn't make a difference unless they sold everything and and moved to a foreign huh. um, country, right, yeah, in order yeah. to impact. We've kind of changed that, that thinking around to realizing that my business is the mission field. Yeah, and that I have an impact on my um, colleagues on That's Main right. Street. Right. I have an impact on the, my customers, my vendors, my employees, um, everyone that I come in contact with. And if I want the value of my business to go up then my community cannot suffer because of uh, a lack of something that I could bring to it. We know those depressed neighborhoods that, um, that business is falling away, nothing is happening. It affects education. It affects um, property values. It affects quality of life in total. And I think that's the reason why when we look at building business plans, we talk about a quadruple bottom line. That's it's an intentional aspect of not only looking at profit because profit is important how you treat people is important your staff and others as we've talked about Um, the uh, planet how we do we use sustainably our natural resources but what is the kingdom impact for your business and that's one thing that I think sets our um, our our training, our uh, coaching practice separate from everyone else. What's your kingdom impact? How are you living it out every day?
1: For what would a man gain if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? That's right. Right? I mean, ultimately it's about souls, unashamedly about souls. Let's look at this last one. And then we're going to wrap up because again, our time is running out here, but Hey, you can go to kbcqs.com, KBC, KBCQs.com and learn about how to access more resources, learn how we can partner alongside you and learn about the classes coming up and the book coming up so you can be a part of this so revive economies growth revives the economy or economies let's talk about that you know oftentimes scott people politicians think governments revive economies but i don't believe that Governments can actually be a stumbling at the organization. What governments have to do is get out of the way, mm-hmm. and and fas- the best they can do is get out of the way and facilitate a path for entrepreneurs to make it happen. Your thoughts?
0: Well, I think that entrepreneurs, if they're if they're anything, they're innovative, right? Uh, you got to be innovative if you're going to be uh, successful, especially in the speed of today's uh, business and. Um, if there are problems in the community, problems in the economy, problems in the culture, you know, the problems that government tries to solve, right? Um, then entrepreneurs are well equipped to handle that. If there's a need, entrepreneurs are drawn to solve problems
1: and do it sustainably.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if we can, if we can, um, uh, allow, you know, create a path for entrepreneurs to, to be innovative and solve problems, then, the economy will grow. Um, the economy will grow out of that out of that process of solving problems and creating revenue. I mean, it's like it, it just one thing leads to another, and it's a, a very I guess symbiotic relationship of of you know just get out of the way and let entrepreneurs do what they need to do.
1: <laughs> I, I, I love it, Deborah.
0: Well,
2: government brings with it its own sets of rules, regulations, processes, bureaucracy, uh, things actively happening. And uh, I think about our, as we've said already, about entrepreneurs bringing along um, solutions and being innovative as they do that. I would think that you know, as our as our listeners. Um, should take a look and see the impact that they have maybe without even any intentionality today. How many jobs have they created? Mm. How much of the philanthropy or charitable contributions have they made to, I don't know, their high school um, athletic teams Mm. or to, did they host um, their local chamber of commerce? What have they done? And once they start to see that and the results of it, what happened from there, that they will want to do more and that they can give more.
1: I love it. You know, while the internet was in the hands of government, it went nowhere. It served a security purpose, but created no economic growth. But once the internet was transferred over to the private sector, entrepreneurs allowed to leverage it to meet needs, it created one of the biggest economic boom in history.
2: An entrepreneur with creativity, right? right. That's right.
1: It it created such value. In other words, it created money that didn't exist before. Hmm. It created a whole nother economy. It's almost like going to the moon and set up a new market. Hmm. That's what happened. A virtual economy that today has been key to global economic growth, which, by the way, we name our project KVCR in it because a lot of our business happens where? Online. Hmm. But while it was in the hands of government, it created no value. As a matter of fact, it was costing government and feeling the threat of budget cuts. But when it was transferred over, guess what? Now it feeds the economy. Takeaway, Scott, what's your takeaway?
0: You know, I'm thinking as we're talking about this, um a lot of this, I think, resonates with millennials. So if, if I'm thinking of our listeners uh, in a business that could employ millennials or wants to attract millennials, I mean, these principles that we talked about in this podcast are things that are in line with the way millennials are thinking, you know, um, making a difference in the community really stands out, you know. Uh, making an impact on the economy. So um, just another added benefit I see on the cake for uh, implementing these these principles.
1: I love it. And by the way, it's a good also way to empower your staff. So, so get this podcast, listen listen, listen to this podcast with your staff and discuss it so that you can use the shape world views so that we can make sure you and your team are on the same page regarding this concept. Yeah.
2: Well, Patrice, I I think of this as, you know, God is the creator. He's the great creator, the creator, and entrepreneurs are creators and being creative. And that is um, one way that we are able to start our podcast off, that we show our glory to God and what he's able to do. Wow.
1: I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed this podcast, learning a whole lot, getting excited about what it means to grow. This is not Prosperity Gospel. This is the reality about what God intends for each and every one of us as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I hope you're enjoying that. I hope you're learning something from this. Again, visit our website, kbckeys.com, kbckeys.com, where you get more resources on how we can come alongside you, help you with your relationship, your value integration, and growing your top and bottom line. Our podcasts are also available on the iPhone as well as on Stitcher for those who are on Android and, of course, on SoundCloud. If you want to subscribe to it, you can always access, of course, at KVCkeys.com. Well, here's my prayer for you. May God give you the grace and favor to build a transformational company that impacts people, planet, profit, and eternity. God bless
2: you. Thanks
0: for listening today. To find out more and to discover some great resources, go to kingdombizcoaching.com. That's kingdombizbizcoaching.com. Contact us. Our email address is info at kingdombizcoaching.com. And now may God bless your business today.